Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode 93 of the Reinventure Me Podcast. Busy, busy, busy. We can get so busy and so pressed by activity that when we finally relax, we feel guilty. What's up with that? We're going to talk about that in today's Reinventure Me Podcast. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me Podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hello and welcome to episode 93 already of the Reinvention Me podcast. I'm Larry Gates along with Armin Asadi. And we're 93. Just, and we're going to put out the challenge again for our guests that listen to this show, our friends, to tell us what should episode 100 be about. Because <laughs> we're making this up as we go. Yes, don't we, we are. That's all right. <laughs> well, this is the podcast for what's next in life, and that's part of what we want to figure out what's next in our life. But we are here to help you discover new ways to reinvent your life, your opportunities, the venture God's called you into, episode 93. All of what we talk about, well, not all, but <laughs> some of what we talk about, will be captured in the episode notes at reinventure.me slash 93. By the way, you know, if you go to our website, Armin, mm -hmm. there's a little box there. You can put your email address in, and all these episode notes can get sent right to your email box. Yeah, how convenient. I know, right? that. That's well, a good sales pitch. I like <laughs> try to sneak it in at the beginning because if you're like most listeners of podcasts, like I do, I always exit at the end, which is when we <laughs> when tell we actually tell the people they can actually subscribe. So I thought I'd sneak that in at the beginning, a little promotion actually to help you get this stuff without having to figure out where to go get it. Boom. There we go. I want some inspiration. Inspiration. All right. So today's from... Albert Einstein, we've only used him 50 times, I think, but he's still got quotes for us. So his quote is, the only reason for time is so that everything doesn't happen at once. Yeah. My brain doesn't know how to process that. I love that. What do you mean? What do you? Come on, Albert. I want to do everything at once. It seems so empirically obvious, but actually that's kind of brilliant, isn't it? It is. It is. I, I, one day I'll figure this out. I think he's pretty, I think he's having some fun with that one. But, you know, in fact, it does kind of fit a little bit. I mean, we try to fit our Inspire Me quotes into episodes. Some of them have to be wedged in a little bit more than, than others. And yet I think this one's kind of fun in the way it fits because, frankly, if you're not busy, then you probably don't need to be listening to this episode. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. But who's not busy? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, my guess is that our listeners probably are highly productive people. Yeah. And they're looking for change. They're looking for things to, to happen. They're maybe type A driven personalities. Right. Like you, Armin. Yeah. I, I, I'm still getting used to what that might be like. <laughs> <laughs> See what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if you are so busy and you feel like when you stop and take time out, Mm -hmm. that you feel guilty when you do that. Yeah. That's a malady, right? That's right. a problem yeah. because you don't really fully relax. Right. And I remember taking a trip one time. I was with Anna. We went to a vacation and 
what I discovered is when I went on vacations, if we went for a week, there was really not much of a vacation there because it takes three days to unwind. You got one day where you relax, and then the next three days I'm gearing up to go back to work again. You know, so it's Sneaking like there's replies to emails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, this was actually you know even before you know doing the email stuff. Oh, it's geez. just your brain is continuing thinking about all the stuff that you're missing is you creating know, a mental to-do list. Well, not only the mental to-do list, but the mental worry list. Yeah. You know, what's going to, what happens if I come back? I remember right. when I was in Hawaii one time, I called my boss. He said, we're having a great time. We've been out here two weeks. I'd uh, like going to stay another week. He says, yeah, it's great. Just, you know, send it all along with your letter of resignation. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> hard to tell. This guy was a former British Navy SEAL, so I wasn't going to test him on whether he was kidding or serious about it, so we came yeah. back. <laughs> it's a good one to let go. But, you know, throughout, throughout my career, I've had plenty of times where I felt like, you know, when I just uh, sit down and I take some time away and I try to relax, and I don't fully relax. Right. How about you? I'm No, I'm terrible at relaxing. I think I numb myself. That's what I do. I just get to... It's, a, it's basically equivalent to drinking alcohol smoking weed or doing some other kind of narcotic it's basically what i do except <laughs> how do you numb yourself i mean what do you mean i i literally it's like i just want my brain to stop running you know i turn on a show it's an escape for me uh-huh. as i just need to stop because i'm mentally breaking down yeah I, I'll look at some of my replies in my emails, and I just think I, that that sentence didn't even make sense. Yeah, it could have been in a different so language. You routinely push yourself to the point of that utter exhaustion, where oh, there's absolutely. absolutely nothing left. Right? Well, now it just comes faster than it did before because you know the whole sleepless kid. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Right, <laughs> right. I remember those days far too well. Oh man, I'd rather, it's so bad. I'd rather not. <laughs> I'm screwing up people's names and emails. You know, that's that's another sign where I just think it's like the guy's name is Bob, and you know, I write an email to Jake. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I need I need to just go watch a show or something. Yeah. Well, you could put in your signature line on your emails. Please forgive any typos or or any other errors because I'm sleep deprived. <laughs> new I baby. Just out of new baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, that that would work. <laughs> it probably get a lot of sympathy. I think you could. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, you know, so often I think that I felt guilty when I relaxed. And I wonder, you know, what is it that, what is it about that? Why do we feel guilty when we relax? Yeah, where does that guilt come from? Well, you know, guilt is that sense where you've got this responsibility that somehow you didn't fulfill. There's a failure to do something you should have done. Yeah. And that that's, I think, a huge thing. Now, the problem's not with guilt itself. Hmm. You know, actually, guilt's a good thing. Yeah. Right. You should feel guilty when you break the law. That's a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) You should feel guilty when you break a trust or confidence. And you should feel guilty when you lie or manipulate another person. That's a sign of having some moral integrity. Yeah. When you have that guilt is kind of the signal that you are not living in a way that's consistent with your values. Yeah. And yet taking rest should not be one of those things that you think is inconsistent. So, you know, you may not be valuing it. Uh, or you might value work or whatever you're doing over it. But rest should not be one of those things that you say guilt is a problem with. Right. Well, there's. I don't think I always feel guilty about breaking the law. You know, especially if you're on a long drive or something. I don't feel bad about speeding that much. But rest <laughs> is something I definitely feel guilty about when there's so much to do. Yeah. You know, you just right, kind of feel right. like you're failing your business partners sure. or whatever. You're not living up to all the things that you could do. And yeah. Yeah. Well, part of it is I think we have this uh, idea that we could be running at a million miles an hour, right? And 
You know, I think there's kind of three things that maybe we feel guilty uh, when we are resting. Uh, one is it, you know, for me, it most often happens because I'm avoiding something. Sure. Yeah. You know, back in episode 40, we talked about, are you resting or are you wasting time? You right. Know, are you taking a break or are you wasting time? Yeah. Yeah. And we had three questions, right? Yeah. For, am I avoiding something? Is the break activity a habit? And am I more recharge following the break activity were the three questions we had. Yeah. In those three questions we asked when we wanted to decide, am I wasting time here mm-hmm. or am I actually taking a meaningful break? Um, and if we know that when we take a break, oh, we're really doing it to avoid something or if we're finding that the thing that we're doing during the break is a habit or if we don't feel recharged after we've done it, those are three pretty good signs that that was a time waster. It right. was not a real sense of relaxation it wasn't truly rest yep the weird thing is unless i hit a breaking point i always feel like it's a time waster <laughs> I, I know it's a terrible mentality. well maybe maybe then you're in the second reason for feeling guilt i mean for the first reason could yeah. be because you know you're you're avoiding something which mm-hmm. you should engage in the thing you're avoiding but the second reason might be you're over functioning you know you believe that you have some control over all that you do yeah. and control is one of those fantasies that's amazing the number of things we actually don't have control over when you actually start to think about it you know pretty true yeah (laughs) but you know in many ways we think that we may have more importance than we do like i remember when i finished up at cray you know the the, almost the week almost down to the day when it was clear that i was being terminated you know when we were going to be laid off Mm -hmm. and my whole division was going to be laid off how unimportant i felt because I was now out of the stream of the meetings, out of the stream of the email lists, oh, out yeah. of the stream of anybody needing my advice about anything. And all of a sudden, as many people do experience when they get laid off, their sense of importance is no longer there. And they realize, wait a minute, you know, their first fantasy is, well, they'll never survive a day without me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that thought yeah. goes through my mind. It went through my mind then, you know, yeah. it's like, I, you know, they'll call me back, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I wonder how many people have had that experience where they've been laid off of the company and they think, ah, yeah, they'll call me back. And they never do. <laughs> you know, I mean, for some people, I'm sure they, they do. They carried but, on somehow. But, but you know, but, yeah, because we have this sense of ego that thinks that, you know, we actually have more control than we actually do. And we think that we're more important than we actually are. And that keeps us from truly resting. Yep. You just described me well. <laughs> <laughs> all right now i'm feeling guilty thanks a lot there oh, there you go let's stir that up well if i can pile on maybe there's a third reason you might be i'm feeling sure guilty. it applies <laughs> i'm sure it applies to me what well is i think it? well this is i think another example no here's now i'm giving you all these because i've seen them in myself right okay so i don't accept my personal limitations you know, oh, maybe right. you don't accept your limitations. You oh, know, for we, sure. We actually think we can do more than we can do. I do this all the time. My brain is always cashing checks that yes. the rest of my body can't write, you know? Well, I have new limitations. Well, ha- wait a minute. My brain is writing checks that my body can't cash. Either Let's way, it all applies. <laughs> <laughs> well, the weird thing is I have new limitations and I, I am terrible at accepting them. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I just want to think, nope, having a baby doesn't affect it. I'm good. You'd I like guess. to think you're superhuman in that, but yep. you, you're not any different than anybody else. You you actually need some sleep, you yeah. know? Yeah. And you need some time with your wife that's just with you and your wife. And you need some time that you know with friends. And there's all those things. Yeah. But the dynamic of that little baby interrupts the whole structure of what you do. Yeah. And that's true for any kind of change that we make. And you know, we have that delusion. I have that delusion every day. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was talking to Anna about this. You know, with this fantasy that you can make it through your to-do list. Yeah. 
you know? And I was like, well, I judge whether I had a good day based on how many things I got done on my to-do list. Do you feel that? <laughs> yeah, it's a number of check marks, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a yeah. good day, right? And it almost doesn't matter how important the check mark was. Mm. It's the volume of check marks. Darn right. <laughs> Darn right. My soul rejoices with each little check mark on my checklist. <laughs> exactly. But you know, I I realized the other day as I was doing a little bit of thinking about this show that you know, if we're truly living, if we're truly doing inspirational work, then we're always going to have more than we can do because we're always going to be thinking creatively about what it is that we are doing. Yeah. And by doing that, it's like we're always throwing stuff out in front of us. Mm -hmm. And the real work isn't in creating the things to do. It's in picking the very best of the things that we have in front of us. Today. Right. And that's the, that, and that's a beautiful thing, you know, and it's not like we've talked about before, don't shut down your idea factory. Right. Right. But use it to generate the best mm -hmm. and pick from the best, not with the need that you have to do it all. Yeah. And that's, that's the other part where guilt comes in is this feeling that I've got to get it all done. You know, what was, uh, what was interesting is this last week, and this is complete side tangent and wasting everyone's time, but I'm still going to get it out there. Last week, my wife and I did something crazy. We went out two nights in a row. Ooh, I know. The insanity, insanity. Party animals. Right. And <laughs> two nights with a baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Who are these people? And we had a friend of ours that opened up a new restaurant in Minneapolis called Italian Eatery. Side note, best Italian restaurant ever. Ryan went to that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Twice, I, I, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I had a spiritual experience with a British I took him to Red Robin and he takes, he tells me about this experience. It doesn't even compare. Yeah. Right? Seriously. You need to go to it. It was so good. Best Italian in Minnesota. And then the next night we went to a friend's house and did a dinner. But what was interesting about that, because I was thinking, why, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? I can't, I can't do this. I got, I got so much to do. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah. You couldn't fully be there, right? Yeah. Well, but the thing was, is once I was there, I was so engaged because I realized it was, I was almost going through like a relational drought. Oh yeah. Because I'm mm -hmm. such an extrovert. Yeah. That I didn't realize there was a piece of me missing by not being out, by not being relational, by not being. And then well, after doing those two nights and then I, I got to work, it was I, I was revitalized. I was engaging clients in a whole new way. Yep. I was so much more personable. I mean, oh, it changed see that, everything. And there's no rabbit trail in that. That's exactly what you're describing is that we need that relaxation in order to become revitalized. Yeah. In fact, I think this whole episode really has to do with how we think about relaxation. We need to think about it as a renewal strategy, not an escape. Mm. And I think if there's anything That's that good. I would like to try to condition in my own thinking and perhaps in yours is to eliminate the thought of escape. You mentioned, you used that word before, Armin, but eliminate that from your vocabulary. Yeah. Because escape is the language of stress. You know, which you you escape something right that you're feeling hostage to. Yeah. In the, just the thinking of the word escape is escape. And we use these words and you hear a lot in marketing things, you know, mm -hmm. escape to the movies and do all that. But it implies that you're being held against your will if yeah. you have to escape something. A hostage to my work. <laughs> Correct. And it's weird because my work is my own business. Yes. Why and, would and, I? Well, in, <laughs> I've had, in my own business, I felt hostage to my work. Yeah. The key then is if you're in a hostage situation to your work, you truly do need to escape, yeah, but you, not to relaxation, but to a new line of work or a new attitude about it. Yeah. I mean, change your work around or something. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow, that's such a good point. Okay. Right. You're, so 
Don't view relaxation as a, an escape. View it as a renewal strategy. And when you grab a hold of what you just said, your experience when you did go out and you had that connection with people again, you were renewed and revitalized in a way that made you more capable to do what you wanted to do. Even in your work, it made you more vital, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. I would say this. My greatest takeaway from having these social interactions, one, it was like medicine for my soul. Yep. I, I hadn't laughed that hard, even though I was the butt of the joke. I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't laughed that hard in such a long time. It was like medicine for me. But I just the outcome of how personable I was with my customers and how much easier it made conversations. Conference calls weren't as suicidal for me as they usually yeah. were, you know? So it was just, you know, that, awesome. that old idiom, uh, all work and no play makes Armin a dull boy. I think it was Jack, but we'll substitute that for Armin. It's so true. It is true. It it's really so is true. true. Well, you know, there are three things about relaxation, I think really three advantages that we can get with it. And the first is that it accelerates learning. When we take time away from our activity to engage in something else that isn't cognitively strenuous, it allows the thing that we've been working on to synthesize, yeah. allows it to soak in. I think we've talked about this before on one of our other episodes. But if we think about relaxation as the, the exhaling or the inhaling of breathing yeah. and work as the exhaling of it, then we can balance those two things a little bit better as opposed to just thinking that, I've always got to be working. I've always got, as opposed to saying, no, relaxation is a form of intake. Mm -hmm. It gives us the fuel that we need for us to expel the work that we are to do. Right. And if we're always expelling, we're going to run out. It's true. And, and we're going to lose something of ourselves. So that's the first thing. It accelerates learning. It allows us to get and process stuff that we do. But it also detoxifies you from stress. You know, when we sleep, for instance, especially when we sleep, our mm -hmm. brains go into repair mode. All those you know, brain damage that we did throughout the day right. and all the neural connections that we were making to try to synthesize new things as well. New myelin is, is formed and all kinds of work that goes. Our brain is very busy at night uh, reforming and repatterning and detoxifying us from stress. And yeah. you can't detoxify without rest. Yeah, one of the things I remember just recently learning is that the more of a goal-oriented day-to-day lifestyle that you live, you actually take the ability for your body to actually be able to relax because the goal-oriented, the to-do style mm -hmm. days mm -hmm. is what releases cortisol, that stress mm -hmm. chemical. Mm -hmm. And even if you have a relaxation day and it becomes goal-oriented mm -hmm. and that's how you relax as right. you have a to-do list of how you're going to relax. Right you're still releasing Correct. all those chemicals yep. of stress and you literally take that ability to relax away from your body. So on your days off, your brain still isn't shut off. Right. Which and eliminates the whole detox that you're talking about. And you experience adrenal fatigue as well because exactly. you keep your adrenaline going. And a lot of people, and I believe that for me, quite often I can be an adrenaline junkie yeah. because it does actually feel good to get a lot of stuff done, you know, right. and just feel like you're cranking, 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 cranking. But then you've got to say, oh, all right, it's time to not crank. It's time to relax. <laughs> uh, the last thing, at least uh, there's so many good reasons to relax, but the last one I'm just going to mention here is, is that it increases our focus and productivity. So I say that because really if our goal is to actually get better at what we do and it is to actually engage in the very thing that we enjoy doing with our, which is our work or whatever we were mm. engaged in, then Knowing that relaxation is a form of increasing the focus and productivity is actually a good 
strategy then sure. for renewal, right? Yeah. And we can't operate at a constant peak performance all the time, but strong sprints beat a marathon. You know, just yeah. sprint, rest, sprint, rest. And frankly, you'll beat the marathon. Really? Time. Is that true with actual running? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, really? Why does nobody do that? I know. I know. <laughs> that was a mental analogy. Got it. Got it's a mental, it. mental, mental, <laughs> mental sprint and mar- mental marathon. <laughs> I took it the wrong way. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, it's All okay. Right. It's All right. All right. Well, you know, I think that if we want to get intentional about building a relaxation in a way to intentionally relax as part of our strategy for renewal, I think there are three choices we need to make. Okay. The first one is this. We need to intentionally build relaxation into our schedules. Okay. That means hourly, daily, weekly, annually. Hmm. Maybe monthly, too. I should mention that. Hourly, daily, weekly, monthly, annually. All right. right. There, there's that. How's that for anal retentiveness on a schedule? <laughs> you forgot quarterly. Oh, I did forget. on it. I forgot quarterly. <laughs> Yes. Sorry, that felt good. Wow. Uh, you you win the you win the anal retentive cup. <laughs> All right. So anyway, what I have in mind here is that when I am at work and I'm you know, a lot of knowledge workers, I think if we're a knowledge worker or whatever, we get this sense that, you know, we've got a con we've got to do a lot of concentration. Mm-hmm. And what we don't end up thinking about, or at least what I tend to do is I concentrate on something. And I'll try to beat the thing to death. In other words, I know I have to finish something. I have to put a presentation together or whatever. And I'll just go for a three-hour marathon as opposed to thinking, no, if I do 20-minute sprints, and we've talked about this in one of our earlier episodes, 20-minute sprint, five, five, 10-minute timeout, 20-minute sprint, five, 10-minute timeout, you'll be far more effective because you give your brain that cycle time to breathe. So that's just doing that. And you, we've talked about, you know, taking time on the week, you know, a Sabbath rest is good, good to take a full day off, you know, to, to do that. Bible talks about that. That's a good thing. Annually, I take my planning retreat as my kind of form of decompression and rest for that. And it's very unstructured and built to stay that way. Yeah. So that's building a relaxation protocol or routine into your schedule and Mm -hmm. knowing that it's there gives you permission to uh, enter into it. The second thing is when you talked about this, I think in your dinner, the second choice that we can make is to be fully present in the relaxation activity. You know, you, you entered into that and you had to say, okay, I'm going to put aside all the stuff that I (laughs) know I'm not getting done while I'm here. And then you found enjoyment in doing that. Right. Yeah. I think what I've realized is People relax differently, and it's important to know what does relaxation look like for you. So, like my friends that are introverts, don't go to a party. Right, they do not. They'll yeah. read a book. Yep. You know, they'll they'll watch a uh, watch a fire. Yeah. And listen to music. Yeah. You know, those are things that uh, that recharge an introvert. Yeah, which is which is weird because I try to do that as a form of relaxation, and I just felt drained. Yeah, because I read a book and it felt like a to-do item. Well, <laughs> he was, was. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this because I should be doing it, not yeah, it because totally I want to be doing yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. But I thought it was going to be relaxing because I wasn't working. Yeah, but. and none of this is prescribing any kind of specific relaxation. You have to find the thing that works for you. Yeah, but being fully present, choosing that when you do it, that you're going to just enjoy it for what it is. You're not going to be spending time thinking about where you should be. Mm-hmm. You're, where you should be is where you are. Yeah. You know, and that's the choice that you have to make. And the best sign of being present is the permission that you give yourself to enjoy the present. And just to say, I'm going to get the most out of it. Like you said, I laughed so hard and 
Yeah. You know, all the jokes were about you, but you know, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but you know, when especially when we build these intentional relaxation exercises in when we are behind on something and we know we're procrastinating, it's really important to just re- recognize that you're going to give yourself some permission to relax and then it's over. Yeah. Right. And that's the third point that I want to bring out a choice that we make. Just commit to the full-time relaxation activity. Don't abandon early because you've got too much to do. You can't afford to sure. do it. Or stay late, <laughs> which is, you know, if you're procrastinating, procrastinating yeah. and you're using this as procrastination, you're going to want to stay late, right? Yeah. And, and you might need to be the kid on the playground that security comes and pulls you back in because playtime <laughs> is over. And it's time to get time to get going and time to honor yourself. But you'll be more likely, right, to embrace a commitment in the future when you set the times of relaxation, you honor the commitments you make to yourself. When you know you're going to cheat, when you know that, hey, I just I just watched a movie and I'm going to put another one in and I'm going to stay up till two in the morning and you're going to shoot your ability to be up and ready to go at whatever you need in the morning. <sighs> never done that. <clears throat> no, I haven't either, you know. Nope, never. Binge relaxation. <laughs> <laughs> binge procrastination avoidance that's exactly what i'm gonna do for the entire weekend i'm just going to binge watch movies yeah until four in the morning yeah well i've noticed now if you if you apply those three choices right which i've tried to do in some of the things i've done not 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 well in many of it but because i do suffer a little bit from feeling guilty when i relax but when i re-engage in what i'm doing I know that I've got to play with the little mind games myself because sometimes I'll want to just jump back out yeah. and I'll go, you know, I'd rather go play again. And I just have to tell myself some truths. One of them I say is to myself is, you know, I've just given myself a break and I'm in better shape now than I was when I started because I can come up with excuses faster than anybody. Oh, I'm too tired. You know, I'm like, this isn't going to go so well, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And if I say, no, you know what? I'll give myself a 10 minute break. Or I'll take a 15-minute nap or whatever. And I know that when I come back, I'll at least be better than I was 15 minutes before. Yeah. Right? And that's the truth that I work with. Mm. That the issue isn't whether I deserve something. The issue is when I apply myself, I'll release what I'm supposed to be doing. And Mm. part of that relaxation technique that we have that we're talking about here is when we're trying to avoid the procrastination stuff. You know, we're trying to... Well, we are procrastinating. We're trying to avoid real work. The other thing that I like to tell myself here in terms of mind games is that there's new ideas and energies that I have yet to unlock. And the the more I stay engaged with it, when I tell myself the truth of it is when I feel that resistance, when I want to just disengage again, Mm -hmm. is to say, no, the more I pour into it, the more I'm going to get from it. Right. And that gets me back into it. And then finally, the last is to remind myself why it's important. You know, this is important because, and we need to know the why behind something. When we know why we're doing it, yeah, it really adds a lot more value to it. And it keeps us from feeling guilty when we relax because mm-hmm. now relaxation is a renewal strategy to accomplish it yeah. rather than avoidance strategy. And if we don't know why we're doing something, it might be another reason to just say, hey, maybe I am being held hostage. Maybe it is time for me to r- truly escape that work and find something more meaningful. Yeah. You know what I've realized is quite often, at least people that are like me, if there's anything that we're held hostage by more than anything is we're held hostage by our past and we're held hostage by our future, which makes us completely unavailable to our present. Yes, that's right. You know, where it's, we used our past to shame ourselves Mm -hmm. and to disqualify ourselves. And then we use our future fear, 
yeah and it's all fear anxiety mm-hmm. worry work 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 mm-hmm. otherwise you can't have what's ahead right but every single day every single minute we miss the present moment mm-hmm. even if that present moment is there simply to relax yeah you know and or just have that be still and know that i'm god moment right that you're not the only one in control of your life and that there may be a greater hand at work in this thing called life or your life you know that something else could be with you partnering with you to help make this life better than what you think is possible yeah and it's the reason god made time so that everything doesn't happen at once yeah (laughs) i think geez if god needed rest we would at some point convince ourselves maybe we do too, yeah. you know, but we can't, I don't know what it is about my personality type and people like me and you. Yeah. I see. I don't know that God needed rest. I think God rested hmm. because that's what you do when you create. Yeah. That's part of the creative process. You create and you rest, you create and you rest. And that's, that's part of the cycle. I think it was a model for us. Hmm. I don't think he has a need. That's true. To rest. Right on. You know, yeah. we do but he doesn't. Yeah. Oh, well, that's all the time we have. We should probably talk about a challenge though, huh? Yeah. What do you got? Well, let's talk about that because I think it depends on where you're at. If you don't normally find a way to intentionally relax and Mm -hmm. rest, then maybe you should think about some ways you can build that into your schedule this week. Mm -hmm. Pick a time, pick a strategy for building in and how you're going to relax. If you're like many of us, like me, that when you do relax, you have a hard time fully engaging and being present in it, Yeah. then make that a purposeful strategy for the week. Pick a time when you're going to relax and be as present as you can. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good one. Yeah, it's a good start. Well, why not? Yeah, I would even say go as far as set some parameters around it and stick to it. It's there a good challenge. Go. That's yeah. what I need to do. Well, add that to your to-do list. I will. <laughs> On my, feel, on my relaxation day. If you feel guilty I about it. absolutely will. It's a great we'll, to do. We'll, we'll check in and see if you feel guilty with you next <laughs> I'll week. I'll check it off my list and feel better. <laughs> well, and if you, if you have any suggestions for tips that we might have on a challenge me or how you relax, we'd love to hear some of your relaxation strategies, some of the things that you find helpful to just disengage from the work that you're in. We'd love for you to leave a comment on our show notes at reinventure.me slash 93 or call our show line 612-314-5447. We'd love to feature your voice on a future podcast. So let us know you're out there and you have a question, give us a call. Well, that's it for our show. This is Larry Gates along with Armin Asadi. And we're wishing you well till next week. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. <laughs>